And not forgetting every one of you that's watching online, it's a joy for me to come into your homes and bring before you the word of the Lord. Everybody, please make yourselves comfortable. Put away all distractions. Everybody on the stage, make yourselves comfortable. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Pay very careful attention to what the word of the Lord is saying this morning. I'm speaking about the shoes of the gospel of peace. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Three words I want to uh, want you to recognize: shoes, gospel, and peace. Three words: shoes, gospel, and peace. Ephesians. Go to our main text. Ephesians chapter chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians. No, there we are. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter 6 as we know the word of the Lord says stand take up the full armor of God in the power of his might and in verse 15 says having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace um, I want to talk about your shoes this morning is that fine have you put on your best shoes some of you put on your best shoes, some of you maybe put on your worst shoes. Some of you didn't polish your shoes this morning or some of you may be wearing a brand new shoe this morning. Anybody wearing a brand new shoe? Anybody wearing a shoe that you just bought recently? Come on, put your hands up, let me see. Okay, anybody wearing a shoe that you just bought in the last month, two months? Hallelujah. Thank you. Anybody wearing a shoe that you wore that you bought in the past 6 months? One year? Two years? Man, how old are your shoes, man? <laughs> Do you mind if I talk about your shoes this morning? You know, no matter how well your shoes look this morning, no matter how much of beautiful makeup you put on, no matter what our best outfits you have on this morning, you can never ever hide what's going on on the inside. It cannot take away the pain that you might be feeling on the inside. And it cannot take away the joy that you might be feeling on the inside. Your best shoes will never ever camouflage what's going on. You have on your best shoes all polished. You can have the latest version of the best brand all colorful or not colorful. But nothing can cover up what's going on right there on the inside. Your best shoes will not give you peace. Your best shoes will not give you peace. You got your best Sunday suit on. Everything's so perfect on the outside. You look so beautiful. But still you are miserable on the inside. Anybody ever felt like that? On a Sunday morning? Your hair is so beautiful. You're trying to just keep on putting on makeup. Over makeup, over makeup. To camouflage those tears from just rolling down your eyes. You're putting on your best outfit. You try to smile in front of the mirror, but nothing camouflages what's going on on the inside. 
Nothing takes away what's going on on the inside. This is what the gospel does. The gospel transcends your external circumstances and brings you to a level of peace that nothing on the outside can disturb. The gospel puts you in a place of security and peace that no matter what is going on, the circumstances around you, you still find yourself in perfect peace. You're just in this place of tranquility. You're just in this place of healing. You're just in this place of perfection. Everything just seems perfect around you. But yet it is not. Because your perspective of what is happening around you is changing. Because now whatever is going on around you, you're not looking at it through the perspective of your own eyes. You're looking at it through the perspective. That's why I say, Lord, open up the eyes of my understanding. I'm looking at my life through your perspective. I'm looking at my life through your eyes. I know I see the pain. I know I see the problem. I see all the hurt. I see the lies. I see my insecurity. I see my health problems. I see all of that insecurity I have. I see my loneliness. But you see me as your best friend. You see me as your child. And as long as I can see myself as your child, Holy Spirit, make me smile today. Sometimes I just get up in the morning and it's just, Holy Spirit, make me smile today. Lord, I'm, I'm tired of praying the same things. Everybody ever felt like that? I'm so, I'm so tired of praying the same things. I'm tired of saying the same things. Lord, just, Holy Spirit, make me just smile today. And the next thing, my wife will come up to me and, and tickle my arm or something. Or my, ch- my children will come up and say something special. Or just something crazy they'll just do. And the Holy Spirit says, yeah, smile now. I say, thank you, Lord. Because sometimes we're waiting for that extraordinary miracle to happen in our life. We want to see an extraordinary miracle and that will make me smile. But God is saying that if you just look at your life from my perspective and see the blessing that I have given you, you will smile 24-7. If you just see what I have given you. If you just see what I have given you. Isaiah chapter 32. Isaiah chapter 32. E major, please. Nest the deer panthered for the water so my soul longing after you. You are Lord of my heart's desire I long to worship you. You alone. You alone 
Isaiah 32 verse 16 and verse 17 it says then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful land first we spoke about the belt of truth then the breastplate of righteousness and look at what he says and the work of righteousness will be peace now we're speaking about the gospel of peace putting on the shoes of the gospel of peace righteousness and the effect of righteousness also peace quietness and assurance forever so the work of righteousness gives you peace the effect of righteousness gives you peace in order for me to have the shoes of peace I need to have the breastplate of righteousness in order for me to have the breastplate of righteousness I need to have the belt of truth I cannot have the third without the first and the second. It goes together, church. Are you with me? Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Feet, good news. Who proclaims peace. Feet, good news. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. So here he's talking about the feet of him who brings the gospel. Who proclaims peace. Here's a scripture that ties the whole three all together. Put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Who brings glad tidings of good things. Who proclaims salvation. Who says to Zion, your God reigns. Church, we put on shoes of readiness provided by the good news of peace in Christ. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, you will keep me in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. Whose mind is stayed on him. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that. He will keep me in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. Lord I need perfect peace. To the storm that's raging in my life and all around. I need perfect peace. Today we are going to pray for those that need peace in their homes. Those that need peace in their lives. Those that need peace in their surrounding. In their families. The one word is in their families. I need peace in my family. I need peace in my family. The shoes help me to stand. The shoes is the peace of God. And I'm going a bit slow. I need you to get this. Shoes is the peace of God. Shoes, peace of God. 
Bible says and Paul says you need to stand. And you need to stand. Always stand. You need to stand. It says keep on standing. Stand. You need to stand. When you put on shoes, you stand up. Where do you stand? You stand in your shoes. So shoes is representing standing. Wherever you stand needs to be peace. Are you with me? Now I'm going slowly. Listen carefully. Wherever you are standing needs to be peace. When you put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, shoes of the gospel Jesus Christ, the good news, wherever you stand will be peace. I'm going to repeat it again over and over. There will be peace. In order for me to have peace where I stand, I need to stand on Jesus Christ. In order for me to have peace in my home, my home needs to be on the solid rock of Jesus Christ because all other ground is seeking sand. In order for my finance or my health, my job, my life, my marriage, my home, my children, every part of my life in order for it to be on peace, it needs to stand firmly, firstly on Jesus Christ. It cannot be secondary. It has to be first. Jesus Christ has to be first and foremost. I'm saying this slowly because I need you to get in and understand it that a lot of us today when we go back home after this morning when we go back home we need to change a few things in our lives. And we need to readjust. And we need to reevaluate our home and our lives. We need to relook at our lives and say this part of my life it's not standing on Jesus. <clears throat> this part of my life I need to change my perspective because it needs to stand on Jesus. And when that part of your life stands on Jesus that is when he steps in and changes your circumstances around you. So in order for me to be not in the problem but in peace I need to stand in the gospel. The problem still remains. It doesn't always move away. <clears throat> it still remains. But where I stand changes to peace, not the problem. Are you with me, church? Roman soldier wore sandals and they called it um Caligae or Celsius. But most um, theologians use the word Caligae. It had leather straps and extremely thick soles wrapped around the ankle to protect against blisters. There were spikes at the bottom to help stand up firm. Psalm chapter 40 says, "He sets my feet upon the rock." He sets my feet upon a rock. Even there is so much even though there is so much of chaos and trauma and fear all around us. 
when we stand with the shoes of the gospel of peace church where we stand there will be peace only when we stand on the gospel i'm going to repeat this again over and over because you need to get in the shoes of the gospel of peace represents where we stand that's why he said shoes that's why paul says shoes where you stand needs to be in the gospel in order for you to have peace so the 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 the, the, the prayer needs to change lord don't give me peace help me to remain in your word Lord don't give me peace help me to remain faithful to your word help me to stand in your gospel because when i stand in your gospel and i'm where and when i am true to your word then you give me peace the bible says he gives us peace whose mind is stayed on him he doesn't just give you perfect peace because you ask for it He gives you perfect peace because your mind is stayed on him. Romans 12:2 says renew your mind every day, constantly renewing your mind. When your mind is stayed on him, he puts you in peace. So we cannot ask for peace and live the own life that we want to live. We cannot ask God for peace around our home when we are still compromising the word of God. coming towards Easter festive season what will be your alcohol content what will be your smoke content what will be your drug content what will be your lavish spending content where will the focus be during christmas time will it be jesus christ or will it be the presence there's nothing wrong with the presence I'm a family man. Remember then. You must have one two or maybe more than two presents for each child. But the focus first is Jesus Christ. When we get together on Christmas lunch which is always by my mom's house, our family all comes together, the first thing we do is pray. Him first. Him we serve. Him first. And then we eat. and then we open presents where will be the focus where will be our perspective where will we will we will we be focusing on but lord i need peace right now because all my money is finished i don't know what to do lord just give me peace but god wisdom is a principal thing you didn't use wisdom in the first place now you're asking me for peace doesn't make sense you need to change your perspective change your prayer my prayer first is lord keep me in the gospel help me while i pray the holy spirit helps you while you pray help me to remain in the gospel of jesus christ when i remain faithful to your word then i will remain in peace the circumstance around doesn't change the storm doesn't go away i'll show you just now in scripture we're coming to it but peace will be your portion it will be your life your guide he will be the center of all and then you will know that scripture Joshua chapter 1 verse 4 i think i will never leave you nor will i ever forsake you 
The human mind thinks that as soon as we go through a problem, as soon as we face a struggle, that now you have left me. As soon as the prayer is not answered, now you have left me. Wrong perspective. The just shall live by faith. Have faith in God. Jesus said, O ye of little faith, how can you doubt me? Don't you know who I am and what I have done? This is not too hard for me. But the first prayer God does not answer, we lose faith. The shoes of the gospel of peace stand on the firm foundation. The first problem we go to, Lord, but I fasted, but I prayed, but I asked, I even repented. I dedicated my life to you, but you did not answer. Perspective. Because the Bible says they will worship me in spirit and in truth. Not only when I'm being truthful to my word, but when you are being truthful to my word. We want to worship, Lord, I'm worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Now can you please be truthful to your word and answer? And God replies, say, I appreciate your worship, my child, but how, you being, how about you being truthful in that worship unto me? Perspective. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Isaiah 9 verse 6. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. We stand on peace. There's problems all around, but I'm standing on peace. I have peace in my home. You can't speak of peace unless you've been strapped with peace yourself, church. You cannot speak about peace to somebody else unless you acknowledge and understand and have experienced the peace of God that passes our understanding. He says, I am peace. We stand on peace. No one in the New Testament speaks of the gospel or about peace more than Paul. And Ephesians chapter 6, there's the only time where in the New Testament, the gospel and peace is tied together. The gospel means good news. And the good news always brings peace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, For he himself is our peace. Jesus, you are the peace that I stand on. Our perspective of peace is when everything around is perfect. Jesus' perspective of peace is himself. I am with you through that storm. Don't stop. Go through it. I'm with you. But Lord, how can you say that I have peace when I'm going through a storm right now? No, your perspective of peace is not when the storm is over. Your perspective of peace should be that Jesus is with you. Because he is my peace. He is my peace. Let your loving waters 
worship Lord we sing unto you sing Holy Spirit sing Spirit Holy Spirit it says in scripture for he himself is our peace he doesn't just offer he doesn't just provide he doesn't just promise he doesn't just give he is peace John chapter 14 and verse 27 Jesus is speaking and he says peace I leave with you my peace I give to you no 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 not as the world gives do I give to you my peace So he's clearly telling you, I'm giving you my peace, not your perspective of peace. I'm giving you my perspective of peace. I'm giving you my peace. And John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, this is a world system. This is now our perspective of peace. Your perspective of peace is not my perspective of peace. We look at the world system. As long as I can have all the money, I will have peace. I have come across many that have all the money and still have no peace in the home. Our perspective in Lord, the world system, as long as I can have all the money, I have peace. As long as I can have the best family, I have peace. As long as I have accomplished what I need to academically, I will have peace. As long as I get the job of my dreams, I will have peace. This is what God says. That is your world system. And the world will give you tribulation. But you know what, guys? Don't fret. Don't fear. Because I have overcome the world. (laughs) Don't fear it. Don't fear it. Don't fear it. I know that's your perspective. You will get it soon. Don't worry. You will get what I'm saying. You know it's like that bad joke that everybody takes long to get. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you my peace. But not the world system. The world system will give you tribulation. But don't worry guys. Don't worry. You will get it one day. Because I have overcome the world. I can imagine disciples looking at him and saying, huh? What world are you talking about? We're living here on this earth. This is the world. What world do you mean? You're speaking of the world system. You're speaking of the sin nature. I have overcome it. I have overcome the sin nature that Adam first did. Now I come as the second Adam and I have defeated it. I didn't do what he did. 
I have overcome that world system. So because I have overcome that world system and I put my spirit in you, you can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. In the name of Jesus. God may not stop the battle around you, but he will keep you and he will give you peace. Philippians, I'm almost done. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. A famous scripture that everybody knows and everybody reads over and over. I read this again and I realized there's something going on in this teaching and in this, um, this, this teaching that Paul is giving to Philippi. And he says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So he's telling them, don't just pray, be thankful in your prayer. Don't just ask of me, but be thankful for what you have already. For what I have done for you already. For what I have given you already. Your life can't be absolutely perfect because if it is, you will need, have no need for God. Do you realize that? In this mental capacity as a human being, as soon as we have everything, there will be no need to go down on our knees because not everyone is a true worshiper. Look at how many have fallen along the way during COVID and now have no need for God. I have so many friends that have given up Christianity, have given up seeking the face of God. I'm not talking about coming to church on a Sunday morning, no. Just given up this Bible because COVID took them heaven. COVID has made more prodigals than worshippers. But the day is coming when God is going to pull them by the ears and spank their backside so hard. And he's going to pull them back to the heart of God. I'm not talking about pulling them back to church. I'm talking about pulling them back to the heart of God. Back to the heart of God. Whether you are in Egypt or Cairo, or Rio, or whether you are in South Africa, USA, or London, wherever you are on this earth, he's going to pull you back right there on your knees, in your closet space, where there's nothing else but just Jesus. And everybody that has been a prodigal is going to find themselves back in the name of Jesus, back in their place where they're just going to be weeping in the face of God, just weeping and say, Lord, I don't know why, but Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to you and just weep before the Lord. You can hear in my voice, this is one of the cries of my heart every week. Not for the church to be filled. But for worshippers, for worshippers, for the Father is seeking, not for the church to be full, although that is a good thing, but the Father is seeking those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. For those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Major, let your request be made known to God. Philippians chapter 4, we're still there. And the peace of God which surpasses 
all understanding will guide what your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus wait wait there's no reflection in this text that says that the storm will be over it tells you be anxious for nothing and bring all your requests be known for known before God why will i need to pray before God it's because i'm going through a storm he's telling you going to go through hardships you're going to go through a storm but don't be anxious just come before God with thanksgiving it does not say in the next verse that the storm will be over but it says and the peace of God which passes the problem the peace of god which surpasses the issue that surpasses the circumstance the peace of god that goes beyond the problem that you are looking at goes beyond the problem that you are facing the peace of god that will go beyond all those issues and all those circumstances it will go beyond all of that understanding of yours and the peace of god will be your portion in Jesus Christ hallelujah church it will guide your hearts it will guard your hearts and minds to Jesus the battle might be raging in your life and god might do nothing to stop what's happening all around you but he will send peace to guard your heart and mind the battle might be raging so much lord i cannot take this anymore i cannot take the storm anymore he sometimes doesn't calm the storm but he gives you peace in the midst of that storm he doesn't always stop the storm but he gives you peace when my shoes is in the gospel when i'm standing on the firm foundation of the gospel Wherever I stand there will be peace. Wherever I go there will be peace. This problem all around but as long as I am in the gospel whether I go to Durban or whether I come back home to Johannesburg or whether I'm at work or whether I'm at school wherever my feet may tread I feet on peace because he is my solid ground that I stand on. the gospel of peace the gospel of peace so you can live trying uh to keep the peace or you can put on the shoes of the gospel and let peace keep you it's your choice you can try and keep the peace between your family <laughs> try and maintain the peace within your relatives and your friends and try and maintain the peace at work you're going to fail as long as you try it your way just try and open your mouth to try and keep the peace in your home try and keep the peace amongst family and see immediately there's another issue that arises up so you can try and keep the peace do all what you want to try and keep the peace or you can put on the shoes of Jesus Christ and allow peace to keep you the choice is yours church
team take your place please singers Philippians chapter 4 verse 1 tells us stand fast in the Lord stand fast in the Lord Mark chapter 4 there was a story where Jesus was in the boat he's not in the storm he's in the boat and there is a storm that is raging the disciples got scared and he, and he woke up and you know the whole story we preach about this a few times already he got up and he went and he said he spoke to the storm and he said peace be still there comes a season in your life in your life where you will have to speak to your storm and tell your storm shut your mouth i am tired of your ways i've seen your ways too long now shut your mouth and get out of my life in the name of jesus there is a season where you have to speak to that storm but in matthew chapter 14 jesus was in the storm he was not in the boat the disciples was in the boat and a a big boisterous storm arose and there comes jesus walking on the sea they looked at him and said this must must be a ghost they're debating about it going on and on they're debating about it and finally they looked and and, and peter looked and said this this is jesus and said lord command me to come and he and he went out and he walked in the storm towards jesus He was walking on peace in the storm because his focus was on Jesus. He looked at Jesus and said, "Lord, I'm looking at you." And scripture says, as soon as he looked and he turned his eyes away from Jesus and looked and saw this boisterous storm, he began to sink. If your focus is going to be on the storm no matter what you do you will sink but as long as your focus is on Jesus the gospel of peace peace will be your portion and your guide he will guard your heart and your mind the storm will still be there Jesus did not calm the storm as yet the storm was still raging Jesus picked him up The storm was still raging. Jesus with Peter walked to the boat. The storm was still raging. Matthew 14 verse 32 says, as soon as they got into the boat, then only did the storm calm. As long as your focus is on Jesus, as long as your focus is on the gospel and you're standing on the gospel and you have on the right shoes, you will be in perfect peace. The storm will still be in your life, church. The storm will still be there. It will still try and torment you. It will still try and affect you. It will still try to bring you down. It will still try and make you think suicidal thoughts but as long as your focus is on Jesus you will be in peace because he is my source he is my strength he is my guide he is my lord 
And as long as Jesus is your God, you will stand on peace. And Jesus promises, the Bible promises that he will keep you. Isaiah says, the prophet Isaiah says, he will keep you in perfect peace. Not just your peace, but perfect peace. If you're not standing, stand up please. He will keep you in perfect peace. I put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. I put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Peace that peace that passes understanding. Peace that I'm standing on is Jesus. The storm is raging. It's raging in my life right now, raging. It's raging all around. I don't know what's going on, Lord, in my home. I don't know what's going on in my workplace. I just seem to be attacked and attacked and attacked over and over. And then as soon as something comes right, there another thing is attacked. As soon as it comes right at work, my health is attacked. Or my child comes and tells me they failed the exam. Or my child gets sick. I'm not here to tell you that the storm is over. Because I think that song was oversung too many times. Storm is over. Storm is over now. But you're finishing the song in church, you go back home and the storm is still there. But I do know his word says that he will keep you in perfect peace. I do know that his word says that he is my peace. I do know that his word says that Jesus says my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do know that his word says that he is the author and the finisher of my faith. That he holds it all together and I'm made in his image and his likeness church. And he has loved me with an everlasting love. That no matter what, I still have peace. I still have peace. I still have peace. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lebra boso lobra rebreke. In the mighty name of Jesus, that every person under my voice, even you that's watching online, you're standing there in your home with your families, raising your hands to God, you're right there under my voice. The Holy Spirit is right there in your home to touch you and do something awesome in your lives. Everyone that's here at home under my voice, that we will put on the shoes the right shoes of the gospel of Jesus Christ and we will stand on peace we will stand on peace 
And I pray for everyone that is going through a raging storm. It's boisterous. A raging storm that doesn't seem to cease. Our God is an awesome God. And our God is an awesome of Jesus for everyone that has been going through a storm and has spoken to that storm a few times over already but the storm still remains I pray Lord that you in the name of Jesus Abba Father I beseech you God I ask of you Lord Abba Father that you will give them peace in that storm they have prayed so many times for the storm to be calmed and to be moved but it still stands so Lord we change our prayer we change our perspective I pray in the name of Jesus Lord that you in the name of Jesus Lord that you will give them peace perfect peace in the midst of that storm I pray for calmness. I pray for solitude in every home. I pray for stillness in every home. I pray for stillness, for a calmness, for a sense of security. Lord, I pray for families that are having restless sleep. Children that are getting up at night cannot sleep. Restlessness. Families don't know what is going on. I come against the attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I come against that attack in the name of Jesus. I pray for good sleep, sound sleep. Lord, your word says that you know sleep, no slumber. Your eyes are on the sparrow. You watch us every day. So Lord, why do I need to be awake when you are? My body needs to rest. You promised me good rest. So I thank you that you will keep me in perfect peace. I pray for every home against anxiety. That they will have the peace of God in their homes. They will have good sound sleep. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord we give you praise. 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 I give you praise. I give you praise. I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible tells us that come to him with thanksgiving in our hearts and with praise. Enter into his courts of praise. The Bible speaks continually about praise and thanksgiving. 
it speaks very little about asking and Jesus in the New Testament says ask all things but he continually spoke about praise and worship I said something in my mind and my point was just proven we take all the time to pray and ask God for specific things but we take just a little at the end Lord thank you I praise you amen but yet praise David praised seven times a day he prayed five times we should praise more than we pray so let's just take two minutes just to give him praise right now let's see how well you can do two minutes come on hallelujah hallelujah